is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, join my co host, Nick and Dan. And ladies and gentlemen, the series you have all been waiting for, quite honestly. Uh, the season is an informality. The keep sell loan is is the formality. It is bigger than the PFAs. It is bigger than the league manager awards. We are here to bring you, Nick, the 2022, 2000, no, 2021, 2022 men's keep sell loan. Is that right? Are we doing it for the next year? <laughs> like, what's we do the, it for the next season? The, the, uh, the numbers are next year's seasons, Brandon. Doesn't make sense. To, last year's. Off to just a real fly and start with this one. But we're going to raise the energy. We're going to have some fun with this. This is a, a long anticipated, often imitated, never duplicated type of situation. You've probably seen all sorts of other accounts out there with their keep, loan, sell type of wording or their loan keep sell or their loan work? sell it keep it doesn't roll off the tongue nicholas that's it the sure problem yeah, yeah look we've been doing this for for going on eight years now everyone else just showed up yesterday expecting to to get involved here we're we're here uh we are going to dominate three episodes of keep sell loan dead three Trace, that's right. Uh, three in total that we will be getting into. And we break it up in a pretty easy to follow manner. You know, we talk about the defense as a unit. So goalkeepers and our wonderful defenders, which uh, crosses both into the wingback category as well as our center backs. Because, uh, look, we don't know if it's back or back for next season. Who knows? Uh, then you have your massive midfield with tons of players there. And then uh, attack, because you know what? Attack was perfect last year. So there's going to be a lot of keep. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of discussion there. That might be the most boring perfect, of all the episodes. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, but Brandon, we, we also, you know, we, we, we have to round it out, right? We need we need a, another opinion because uh, we can we can get a little groupthink at times. That That's just to be fair. You can just have us jabronis on here just making comments and such. But... You know, we, we, we brought in a special guest, BB. Who is it? Announce it to the people. Yeah, your guys' drinking buddy, Ollie Glanville. Your cup buddy. That's right. FA Cup extraordinaire expert. What's up, Ollie? Yes, sir. Um, very excited to get into this, guys. Uh, lovely to talk as always. Yeah, it's going to be uh, full of controversy. Uh, we can promise we've got our four opinions plus. Or, or uh, controversy, however you <laughs> prefer to say it. We we sent out the uh, the survey uh, well before the pod to get uh, users uh, interaction. So you out there, the listeners are awesome and got to participate as well. Hundreds of responses to kind of help form the the conversation around many of players. Uh, but before we do this, one one quick thing before we get into other pre pod messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, you'd hear the dulcet tones of one Joe Tweeds on this episode. Uh, he is, uh, he's fallen a bit ill. Um, and so, uh, we miss him and recovering all- and recovering, yeah, he's doing, the important he's part doing better, yeah, obviously, make, make but no. like just didn't, yeah, he's not, I mean, it's not like the Monty Python and the quest for the grail, like where you have your arms and legs chopped off and you're like, come here, I'm get you. Uh, but yeah, no, he's, he's usually on this and we're sad that he isn't this year, but, uh, having someone as astute as Holly fill in for the astute Joe tweeds is a, is a wonderful thing to have. And so just. We miss you, buddy. We'll see you next time. All right. Um, so something special we're going to do. It is Pride Month, Dan. So uh, we're going to do a donation across the the three-part series. We'll talk about this in each one. Um, and and you've very astutely picked the, the Trevor Project as far as a charity that we want to support with these episodes. Yeah, yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, it is, uh, you know, uh, as they say and as uh, other people would tell you, it is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization uh, within the LGBTQ community, uh, special, specifically for young people offering 24-7 support for call, text, uh, and chat. So uh, whatever vehicle or mechanism someone would feel comfortable talking to somebody uh, in a moment of need, they help provide that uh, support and uh, are available to do that. And so they're a great cause, great work. Um, and uh, you know what? If you kind of have some of those thoughts or feelings, you're not alone. Uh, so, and, and if you know someone who needs that, refer them to the Trevor Project because they do great work and we're happy to yeah. support them through uh, you listening uh, and then the the money that the ads generate and we want to make a donation to them to help them continue their great work. Yeah, these, these guys do amazing work and working with young people is especially hard and I saw this, you know, at the beginning of every Pride Month you see these quotes or whatever but 
one that really stuck out to me was there are some people who would rather not be on the earth than be themselves because of the environment that they're in. And that's not good enough. We got to do better. Yeah. So, um, again, we'll just thank all of you for listening in advance. There's kind of a, a, a double impact to this one. All right. So before we get into it, we want to set some ground rules just to make sure all the listeners on the same page. And to be honest, to make sure Dan follows his own rules, because mm-hmm. that rarely happens. As, has chaos agent Brandon Busby <sighs> has not filled in a single form. <laughs> You're welcome. In advance. Everybody else was able to follow the rules. Everybody else. Everybody else followed the rules. Brandon it's Busby. It's important. There's a wild card. Um, and, and that's a lot me. of lies here. You're welcome. A lot of lies. I mean, I'll be on record on audio and video. So, uh, look, at the end of this uh, segment of Goalkeepers and Defenders, we want to make sure, I guess at the end of all three episodes, we want to make sure that we have a squad capable of competing in the Premier League, and we'll probably like look at the squads at the end and laugh at each other to see what we've ended up with. Uh, but that also allows us four to five blank spaces for future signings. Um, we'll go with five because five's easier than four yeah. and uh, Agent of Chaos. Um, so each of us need to have uh, 20 players uh, when we get done. The whole squad cannot be refreshed in a single period, which is literally what I asked. Uh, and we have around 200 million in funds. So that's around four to five players with maybe a you know free transfer in there or some, some promotions. So um, considerations, five subs in the Premier League. This is big this season. Five subs in the Premier League, not just international competition. We actually had a long pre-pod chat about that and just how impactful we really think that that's going to be this season. Uh, remember that the preseason uh, starts in less than a month, especially if you're in America, you're probably counting down the days until Chelsea or stateside. Uh, the Premier League starts earlier, August 6th, because it's a winter World Cup, mm-hmm. the, the first ever of its kind. Oh, wow. So exciting. And that'll be in late November. So uh, are we all good with that? Seem reasonable? Seem helpful? Yeah, so I mean... It- this this rules set is to ensure that you're not selling 20 to 28 players, um, right? Because the phrase I, was "bin them all, Nick." All right, it, let's just it, use just, it. Yeah. So I, you know, we're, we're trying to have fun with this, but be semi realistic. Ollie just changed his background to the "it's fine." Uh, flames. This uh, is dog fine. Co- flames. Yep. Thank you yep. very much. All right, Dan. Thank you. And uh, and look, we're just. We want to have a squad at the end of this. We all, we all will have a different perspective for the most part. I think there will be a few differences. There will be a few that are very fucking obvious that we're going to keep. <laughs> so you just got to, you know, get a balance a little bit. Yeah, we definitely won't uh, spend too much time on the 100% keeps and 100% sells. So uh, before we get into it, though, Dan, we do have some shout outs to the people, some gratitudes, some some thank yous. Well, yeah, we want to thank uh, Adam, Brandon K, not uh, Brandon B, uh, Jared, Jeremy, and Rule from Knee on Patreon. Also, we thank you for joining our community and helping support the pod. Uh, no, no recent reviews on Apple Podcasts. This is disappointing. This is uh, clearly people don't want to hear from me. That's that's what I'm taking this yep. as, you know, because this is kind of my thing. Um, so I guess I'll take that as a hint and shut up for the rest of the episode. Uh, but hey, on Spotify, let's keep the uh, push strong there as well. Five star reviews get to one point one thousand, you know. Uh, that would be uh, that'd be ideal. Let's do that before the start of the tour, so we can uh, we can flex on tour, uh, and not just because Nick Verlaney is wearing uh, sleeveless shirts, uh, but because we're doing great on the reviews. Yeah, if you see me without sleeves on the tour, it's because they exploded off. All right, just the way it goes. <laughs> okay, Bruce Banner. <laughs> All right, well let's Boom. jump in uh, to to part one of Keeps Alone. Uh, it is goal, space keepers, and defense. The disrespect, Dan, that you've just given <laughs> to goal space keepers is borderline yes. unforgivable. You, know, I, I you might as well have called us goal tenders. <laughs> Chicken tenders. Fuck. <laughs> Off to a great start. So goalkeepers it is. Uh, current first teamers, we've got Edwa Mendy. Uh, and Brendan Busby said sell? What the hell? Oh, my unbelievable. God. Unbelievable. I'm big fan of buy low, sell high. Uh, sure. Look, no. uh, your, Look, yours are fucking mad libs, man. Stop, you didn't stop, fill it stop. out. We're just going to pick it for clean you. Clean <laughs> sweep on Edouard Mendy. Another clean sheet for him. Everyone's keeping the safe hands, uh, sponsored by Allstate. Uh, 252 response on this one. 100% uh, keep as well. There's really no debate here. But I mean, Ollie, again, this guy, we all know his career tra- pro- you know, trajectory, essentially non-professional football to Ligue 1, to Chelsea, to Champions League winner, to Club World Cup winner, to champion of the world, to AFCON champion. Uh, 
Edouard Mendy has officially World Cup champion. Potentially, right? He, but he's officially got winning in his veins, and um, having a rock solid, you know, guy back there, minus a few slip ups this season, is a no brainer. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about one of the best goalkeepers in the world, right? I mean, I think what people don't haven't kind of categorized um, into his late season form is that he put so much mentally into that middle period of just winning everything and trying to qualify Senegal for the World Cup that it's kind of, you know, on top of all the ownership stuff, he it sort of just collapsed towards the end, like so many in our squad. But yeah, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Has to stay. And this is only one play, like one of four players in the entire list of all the keeps out loans that is at 100% from our audience. Mm-hmm. So... What, one thing that I'd call out just real quick on um, Edouard Mendy is that uh, as we look at like, um, you know, the Alisons and the um, um, Emerson's. Ed- Ederson. Ederson's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Emerson's Where, one of ours. Yeah. Yeah. They're more the like the complete possession based goalkeeper. Mendy is not, but he's one of the best shot stoppers um, in the world uh, in the sense of like Courtois was not great with his feet. But the reaction saves for a big man, his athleticism is is really surprising. So, again, play to his strengths. He's starting to eat everything up in the air uh, really, really strong. So next up is Kepa Aretha Balaga. Um, I think this is a little bit interesting. Dan, I'll go ahead and, and punt to you uh, for the uh, kind of the, the breakdown. Well, look, the listeners were universally close universally in the same page on this one, 85% saying, hey, we uh, we should sell this guy. And uh, then a little bit of uh, the Pac-Man circle uh, was you know, broken up between uh, some people saying keep him, about 8%, and then the remainder saying let's go put him on loan. Uh, I don't know if a loan is likely. Um, I think it might be some complicated loan into a that actually is representing, but it's really a sale uh, to help make the numbers work for everybody from an accounting standpoint, Nick. But I I do think you can't continue to have a little bit of an offset wage structure here where your backup is technically making more than your first choice champion of the world. Um, So to the Mendy point, we need to get him on a better contract, but then we also need to figure out uh, Kepa. And it most likely means a, I would say sale, but it probably gets structured as some weird one to two year loan that uh, makes it work financially for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he's done what he can do at Chelsea football club at this point. And there's no shame in in moving on. He still has a lot of career in front of him and he needs to go play football consistently. Uh, He's just not going to beat out Edouard Mendy at at Chelsea. (laughs) So, and I think, you know, Thomas Tuchel's made that pretty clear. Um, Hell, even Frank Lampard made that kind of clear when he was here. So, you know, I, I think it would be best for everyone. I mean, if we were able to recoup even half of what we paid for him, that would be a win in my book. And I think you, again, there are just some of these contracts at Chelsea that you're going to have to accept uh, a loss on. And for Kepa, it'd be a pretty substantial loss. But um, that's okay. It's just part of rebuilding a squad in a better image that I, I think is a uh, part of this process. Uh, I think we need to probably look at pushing him to Spain where his value is going to be the highest uh, transfer market as I'm currently at about 10 million euros. So we'll have to see. Uh, Marcus Bettinelli um, brought in his third choice keeper last year, uh, came from Fulham. You know, he's English, kind of checks all the third string uh, boxes, a lot of experience, um, just in general, a little bit older, uh, happy to kind of be in that role. Uh, Rob Green mastered it as far as we're concerned at Chelsea, the, the Baku legend. Uh, so Nick, how do, how do people feel about Mr. Bettinelli? Did, were there a lot of who's in the responses? Um, there, there were not, but this it is was one, bunch of owls. <laughs> uh, this is one where you can start to separate the cream from, from the rest who understand that you need, an English third choice keeper, right? Uh, so 78.6%. So we'll round that up to 77 or 79. I mean, um, yeah, math. Uh, but they, they understand that this is a no brainer to keep him. He does no damage to your squad. He's never going to play. He's, he's likely just going to be there for like a bullpen catcher in baseball, just kind of there. And if, if emergency uh, pull that lever, 
but he allows you to rethink your second goalkeeper spot and or any other international spots that come in. And, uh, you know, again, it's just not he's not offensive. There's nothing to worry about here. This is just a player who's probably excited like Rob Green was to be playing at Chelsea Football Club. Ollie, what I like about this is that if you can flex Keppa out and keep an experienced head like Bettinelli at third spot, now we're talking about maybe bringing in a younger goalkeeper who can actually get some real cup minutes, be around the first team, and maybe fast track their development a little bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and this is a an area that we've uh, been looking at as a club for a while. Um, you know, we've got some low knees that we might touch on in, in the section that are returning or have really impressed on loan, but we're also um, looking at potentially bringing young keepers in for un- the under 23s we've struggled with recently. So yeah, it'll be um, really interesting to see what we do this summer. All right. Uh, well, as we kind of just hinted, there are some young goalkeepers in the ranks that we want to talk about specifically uh, Nathan Baxter. So Dan, uh, pretty, pretty straightforward with him. Um, he is doing the loan grind loan after loan, kind of working his way up every single uh, year in, in getting up there uh, into the professional ranks. Uh, he's still young, has a lot of opportunities. Um, but what do the people say? Super mixed. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm not really surprised by that. Well, look, the vast majority uh, are divided. Uh, there's there's 9% of people who think you should just sell them, which is a really weird take. I don't, I, I'd like to, you know, if I had more time in life, I would ask the question of why. Um, you're not, like, you're selling him way under, like, actual market value at that point. So 400000 They're the people who sold Apple at, like, $10 a share. Uh, that, that's who they are. Um the however the larger kind of split is where you have 47 48 percent of people who think you should keep him and then another 44 percent of people who think you should loan him and i i do think this comes down to a philosophical difference nick because it's likely down to well his career is going great he continues to level Mm -hmm. up he continues to get opportunities if he stays and doesn't get minutes it can be detrimental to his development um but, you know, on the flip side of that same coin, if he does stay and does get to be the cup keeper, does get minutes, does get opportunity to play, uh, it could actually be very transformative for his career. Um, but it does mean that you're taking a bit of a gamble on your second choice keeper uh, and then that way, shape or form. Yeah, it's a really tough one, right? I mean, the the Kepa security blanket in our scenario is going to be ripped off, right? So you are going to risk it. And if we have any sort of injury luck like we had last year, this player is going to play most likely. So I think, you know, I'm on the loan train for, for Baxter, you know, after hearing uh, Phil Chelsea youth speak highly of him and the progress that he's made in just a few short years. um, I think that is the, the right moves to continue his career trajectory up and to get him more and more experience, maybe, uh, championship type of, of loan this year and, and really start to to battle the big boys. Um, I understand why people want to keep him. Uh, and, and one of those people is, is Ollie Glanville. Um, so I'll pass the ball. But I think that is my that's my rationale is I long term trajectory of the player. I think it's better if he goes on loan. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would absolutely agree with that if we have a permanent second choice in there already. If we can't get a Kepa off the books, you absolutely have to send him on loan. I mean, you're talking about a player who has literally been loaned out to like the Met Police, uh, so which are essentially a non-league club. So he he's done all the hard work, all the hard graft to come up to this level. He is a Premier League level keeper, in my opinion, right now. He's done the championship and he has like an outrageous amount of saves in that league because he he had no protection whatsoever. So 46 league game season. I mean, 46 game league season, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a are, lot. Are, of are you saying the whole defense was, was bad? <laughs> I'm saying without Fikai Tamori from like five years ago. Yes. <laughs> they, uh, they struggled. They struggled quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I think he's potentially another, another really interesting one to look at in preseason. Um, especially if we don't bring in a backup keeper. Um, there's lots of rumors about Slanina at the moment. Um, 
but Rail seems to be hot on him as well. So yeah, that's definitely one to watch. But Nathan is his trajectory is sky high. So yeah, I think this summer we'll know a lot more, get a lot more clarity on his situation. Last point. He only got 16 um, matches and starts with Hull. I think it took him a little while to get settled. I, the only reason I want him to go on loan is so he can have a full season. If he could start and finish an entire season in the championship, I think that that would go long. You know, he he's bounced around, been in League Two, been in the Scottish Premiership, League One, Championship. So he's made those steps. But sometimes it'll be like half seasons or this and that. Give him some time from start to finish to really settle in and, and go. And especially... Um, with what he's done. I think a lot of people will be interested in him. All right, moving on to center space backs, the center backs. Uh, I think that's all one word. Well, not not as far as I'm concerned anymore. Uh, look, already departed in Tony Rudiger and Andreas do, 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 do you need to go get your eyes checked? Is this, is this a call for help? I have great vision. Uh, Rudiger, Christensen out. You know, there's definitely still rumors about Aspie, about a golden handshake. He's not going to ask for a move, but the club are going to potentially offer it to him if he wants. Um, so here's who we do have. Dan, leading it off with an absolute banger, Malongsar. <laughs> um, and I, I, think, I did go alphabetical by first name on the current squad, which is why uh, he came up first. Okay. Um, I, and I think we should remind everyone that, like, these are humans. There's nothing, like, against them. This is purely a football standpoint of system fit, you know, long-term potential and things like that. Um, but Brandon's keeping him. Let's go. We, All right. Our hosts, we're a clean sweep on, on the cell. Uh, a little bit different. 60% said sell from the listeners. Uh, about 12% said keep and 28% said loan. Again, the overwhelming position is probably just not technically the right fit. And I, I actually don't even know, Nick, if he's a better left back or left center back, or is he better in a center back in a back four? Um, he's still super young and he needs to figure himself out. But we know that at Chelsea, we, we usually need like close to finished players, especially in defense. Yeah, I'm going to cheat sheet us a little bit here i mean tons of rumors about center backs coming in plus you have a another young player who could potentially come in that we'll get to in a bit uh so assuming that chelsea doesn't uh, uh that they actually sign center backs this year i think you you sell them and you profit you picked them up for free you've sent them in on on loan for one year you've played him a bit for one year uh even though you never thought you'd have to and sell them for whatever profit you can and, and, and move on. I mean, this is uh, a player who just, to me, Dan is not quite at the level. And, uh, you know, I think this is one of those rare opportunities that, you know, we, we didn't invest a ton of money into the player and we'll probably get some money back. And that never happens to us. <laughs> it's usually the other way around. So I'm, I, you know, this is just kind of a no brainer, I think. Well, I think you also add the player benefits from being associated with Chelsea, right? You know, world-class oh, sure. coach and coaching, world-class facilities, uh, exposure at the highest levels. And while it may not have worked for him at Chelsea, defining a permanent career here, he's going to have unlocked opportunities. He and his agent will be able to go out and go to a different profile of club from the time that he has spent here. And I think that is the best possible end scenario for everybody is that he gets a move to a club where he can be a permanent fixture. Chelsea pick up a little bit of change to offset some of our uh, terrible wage bill construction. And uh, we move forward with each party feeling good about the the end result. And that's that's a good thing in life. Yeah, you, you'll actually get a, a, a real fee from him, unlike those who wanted to sell Nathan Baxter. So um, I think to me that... <laughs> That left center back, left wing back is probably one of my holes that I want to fill with a signing, even if it's for depth for Chili B or a replacement for Rudiger. So this would kind of go towards that. And Dan, you nailed it. He, his value is much higher today than it was last season. And he, he did a shift. He had a couple of really good performances. Um, all right. Next up, Tiago Silva. Uh, I think it was pretty much the podcast player of the season. Um, clean sweep on the keep, right? And then, as Nick alluded to, not too many players were 100% keep as well. Tiago is one of them. So, I mean, Dan, no, no real surprise here. Oh, Tiago Silva. Yeah. I mean, the, the real question will be, is are we, are, are we going to have 100% again next season? Because I don't know. The guy <laughs> seems like he could potentially just continue to defy uh, life, <laughs> aging, 
the natural order of things. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> did anyone expect yeah, I, him to earn an extension when we signed him on a two year deal as like a 35 turning 36 year old? My guy, can you at least have your stylist put in some gray hair? Like, can draw in some wrinkles somewhere? <laughs> Take a sharpie. <laughs> you're, ma- you're making Here's me look like lines. a fool. I mean, is the problem. Uh, this is the only thing I'm upset about, but he's amazing. The, the, I think the real scenario that you have to plan for uh, is that, you know, you probably can't. Games. Yeah, you can't play 38 Premier League matches and all the Champions League matches and all the FA Cup matches. And well, last we go year, to the, all the finals again this season. I mean, he's like that's putting us into the uh, the high 60s. He's your cup you know? final like, just, player. Yeah, so, I mean, just you're going to have to give him some room to to have some rest this year, Ollie, I think. And he didn't really have that last year. So, yeah. No, absolutely not. And, you know, going back to what we were saying right at the start of this with the five subs, this is definitely an opportunity that I'm envisaging there's going to be a lot of cycling in of, you know, utility players, if you want to call them that, but just players to come in and rest legs because we have some really, really key players in this squad that are likely to stick around and do not have a great record (laughs) injury wise, especially recently. So yeah, this is one of those to watch out for. Uh, late subs for, I think. All right. Well, we're going to hit pause real quick. We're going to do our ad break, uh, but trust me, there are plenty more players in, in this first section. Uh, so thank you to the sponsors for Financially Supporting the Show, and we'll be right back with Trevo Chaloba. Here we go. All right. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because, well... It's hard to get a lot of micronutrients in. You know, we're all focused on our macros with protein, carbs, and and fat. And now we got to add the micronutrients from fruits and vegetables. It's just hard to eat that many servings a day. So uh, I started doing it just to make my life a lot more efficient. I'm getting better gut health and a more uh, durable resistant immune system. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. Again, I do it. It's easy. It's fast. It's quick. Uh, I throw up my shaker usually on my way home from work, drink it. It, it goes down quickly. Uh, and like I said, you get six servings of vegetables a day very easily. Uh, but hey, don't listen to me. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes and is trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your gut health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to say give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash London is blue to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, coming out of the break, we got big old Trev. Uh, what an amazing first season for him. So many dreams coming true. Uh, love seeing the kind of the clips talking about, you know, when his mom passed away and, and the tweet he sent about how he's going to make it. He just talks about his mentality and, and how like he just puts everything, every waking moment into succeeding for Chelsea. Goes and gets a surprise start first match of the season, scores, uh, and just absolutely breaks down emotionally uh, because it means that much to him. Uh, just like Mason and Reese, he epitomizes the the DNA of Chelsea. And we love seeing him. Uh, and maybe surprise, Nick, a third clean sweep. I was surprised about this, uh, but I'm really happy that 100% uh, want to keep him. Uh, I want to keep and start him because I think he is now ready to to have that uh, played a, a really good amount of minutes last year, played against really top opposition. Um, and I think he, he knows the level now. Like he, he is a part of this squad and he certainly in my mind starts like, I mean, you know, Jules Kunde is going to have to beat him out for that, for that right side. And, and that's going to be tough. But I mean, th- this is a guy that, in a season full of unpleasant surprises, Ollie, 
it was the most pleasant surprise of the year for me. And I, I truly, I, I said this on the show before, this will be the next, uh, the next player shirt that I get is Trev. Yeah. I mean, he, he completely like attacked preseason. Um, he, he got himself a personal trainer. He, like, he was running at full speed when he came in last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was literally no surprise when <laughs> answers on a postcard, please. It seems like it might be a good idea. It might just be a good idea. The, it's it's the old school dart in the neck. You're crazy, man. <laughs> You're crazy. Uh, no one, no laughs for that. No, okay. no, good stuff. Just, All right, we'll, we'll keep it moving. That, when to let that one sit. Did you laugh? <laughs> let us know. I'll just you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be here all week. That's did fine. Did you laugh at right. Nick's uh, reference? I it's could do it again school. if you guys wanted to. I could. All right. That's no, fine. All right. Next one up, uh, a couple of the academy slash on loan players uh, that we want to look at. Levi Cole absolutely making a, a huge dust about about how great he's going to be. What was the gold next gen, you know, player list? Uh, Naz, you know, writing about him from everything we hear. Uh, that's where he's at. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence as far as like the way the, the, I put loan because the way that the rumors about signing defenders and things are, you got to bring them into preseason to look at them. But like, I could see two, three defensive signings, meaning there's no more path for him. And I think that's kind of my concern. Um, the rest of the guys said, keep again, I'm just trying to find what's the right thing for him. I understand why Ollie, the emotional one is to keep him and play him. Um, but with all the defensive kind of pressure, I think, on Tuchel, I, I could just see a situation, which we've seen many times over at Chelsea, that we end up signing players that blocks a, a pathway for a person like him. And and the listeners went with 78% keep, 22% sell, uh, loan, and next to nobody wanting to sell him. I mean, that's pretty pretty consistent across the board. I mean, yeah, you're talking about, you know, Phil... Phil will tell you, um, you're talking about a player who arguably is probably our best centre-back uh, we've created at Cobham since John Terry. I mean, that's the, that's the sort of calibre of talent you're talking about. And I'm happy to go on record saying that. <laughs> that's, that's how kind of confident I am in this guy. Um, good, because this is a podcast recording. <laughs> uh, oh, no, that's, really? That's exactly what Ishan is going to clip. <laughs> no, he's, he is an undeniable talent. Um, and I think... This summer, you, you have to factor that into whoever we bring in. This is why I'm not I'm not bringing in someone like Guardiola or um, Bastoni because, or Pau Torres even because these are players who are still not fully formed, complete players. They don't provide that kind of leadership or senior leadership that we'd need in that position to replace Rudy. And I think... Levi has to get minutes this season if he stays and people will like him in preseason. I'm pretty sure of that. So it's, that has to factor into whoever we bring in. This is why I would bring in someone like a Kula Valley who, who ticks all those boxes as a senior leader and doesn't block the pathway of Levi. It's some, it's something he can, someone he can learn from as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why I'd keep him even though I think we're going to sign a left center back. You you cannot let him go after Tamori and Gary. You this has to be the guy that you bring through. I think you bring him through this year, and I agree with you, Ollie. I think it to me, and I am not the one doing the talent evaluation at Chelsea. Just to be very clear with everyone, to me, it's you bring him back because he's your asset already. Yeah, like this is a player that's already on your books, and then you figure out who to sign to complement the other defenders that you currently have on the books, which are very few. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is a, I think this is a, a talent. I mean, he played 2,400 plus minutes in the championship last year, started 26 of those matches, a couple of goals and one assist, a very unfortunate own goal in the, in the championship playoff final, obviously. And, uh, that was a very poorly refereed game in general. Um, and, but and if that's what people are going to judge him on, then like no. they did not watch the entirety of the season. Like it was the moment that there was the consensus that he should come back in to the side this season. It's like that's the moment people started paying attention, and then no. like, <laughs> the worst possible thing could happen. And it's 
like negated for some people the wonderful loan spell that he had um, with that side and almost helping them get promoted. Yeah, and, th- and they were not a great squad. I mean, like, you think about that squad, they're going to really struggle to get back there next year. So this is, he's a really good player. And, and again, he's on your books already. So you br- bring him back and then figure out if it's Koulibaly or someone who's a little bit more experienced, figure out how to stack around him. This is where the your own stra- squad construction comes into play. So Brandon's squad is going to be different than the rest of us because he says loan, right? And that's kind of a fun thing for the end of this. Well, that's why Brandon's is wrong, but that's okay. Sure. Look, again, we're allowed to be wrong on this show. So 19 years old, young, right? He is a young player. The best part about him is that he's a left-footed center back who can also Mm -hmm, play mm -hmm. left back. Uh, So all the signs are there. Again, I'm just worried that we are going to shoot ourselves in the foot again. Um, and, and essentially freeze him out for a season. A fair concern, yep. to be fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ethan Ampadu, a player who was super high in our ratings a couple of seasons ago. We're like, we absolutely need to bring him back. And then we said, great, where do you play him? And then none of us had an answer because he was playing center back a little bit. We thought maybe he's a defensive mid. He got injured. Um, and now he went to Italy uh, to the, the team with the best kit. It kind of seems like uh, everyone, they sold out three times over. So it's gone well for him. He's played a ton of minutes. Uh, I I just don't know if we really need him anymore, Dan. I mean, what do the people say? Well, the people, uh, like you, Brandon, are all over the place. You know, you have 52% of the people who say keep him. You had 31% who said loan him again, um, which at that point, you probably should be a part of the 16% of people who say just sell him because uh, uh, infinitely loaning players uh, when regulations go into effect where you can't infinitely loan players and have 30 to 40 people on your books uh, doesn't really work anymore. Uh, I think it's a keep scenario for me. And this is the the guy can play a couple different positions He gives you a backstop in a few different areas, and you're going to need five, six kind of center back individuals to fill a squad. And again, five subs, five subs, five subs. Uh, You know, this is this look Subway. If you're not the sponsor of the Premier League next season in some capacity at five subs, you're really missing out. Um, But I think in general, Ollie, like. To me, it's just a it's a utility play. You you have to have a couple players in your squad who can play multiple positions and backstop so that people can be refreshed and you're not asking someone to go like Rudiger did last season and play every single minute <laughs> because there's no backup. Absolutely. And and I think for those who haven't watched uh, Ethan at Venezia, he was one of the first names on the team sheet in pretty much every position. That, that he could possibly play. And that was like right wing back, right back, right center back, uh, CDM. Uh, at one point he was playing right wing because they only had 10 men. Like literally he was pretty much everywhere on the pitch. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was driving the team boat in there in Venice uh, to get to games. But um, he, he's definitely someone I would absolutely think about keeping in terms of that utility because, you know, your mind goes straight back to having to bring on Saul at left back or bringing on Malang Sar at left back and and how that how short that leaves you just in terms of options in game for Tuchel. And, you know, that's such a limitation going back to the five subs. Um, it's also probably the other, the other side of it is that Ethan is going to a World Cup, right? They, the Wales have just qualified for a World Cup. It's a huge deal for Wales. The first time in many, many years... <laughs> Um, he's going to want to start games and get big minutes in order to make that squad, even though he's loved by the current manager. Um, so if he does stay, it's going to have to be more than just a bit part role. He's going to have to basically come on as a closer. So if we do keep him, that's the kind of role I, I foresee, starting games where we need him or coming on and closing out matches. Um, if others come in to fulfill this role, then I would move him on because I don't think it's um, fair on him. Yeah, I I'm I was a huge fan of his a couple of seasons ago when I thought that he had a position. I think his utility and that like tweener kind of mentality, it makes him a sell for me now, which is a shame because I think he has some of the grit and shithouse that we need in this team desperately um, post Rudiger. But I just don't know where he'd play. And I think we need 
players in the squad who are going to fulfill a position consistently. And I think the utility actually, you know, with a lot of these young players, especially hurts them more than it helps them. Yes, they're available to play in a lot of different positions, but are they consistently honing their craft at one? And right now the, the answer is no. Yes, he plays defense for Wales, but he played a lot of games at midfield for Venezia last year. I mean, this is, you know, if you want to keep him in midfield, I totally understand why, given our situation there. But as a defender, I, I'm going to sell him. All right. Um, next up, uh, we have wingbacks, which is a little bit fluid with some of the players on here. But that's because, again, weird season last year where a lot of minutes were shared. Uh, really hoping to see Ruben in this list of players. Uh, ben <laughs> Chilwell leading it off. Uh, are the f- current first teamers. Um, everyone wants to keep him. Uh, look, Chelsea well, were. Who's, who's doing the no, point? No, no, no. Point, point 0.4% of people. What is happening nope. here? Nope. That, Brandon Busby's that box. Is a, uh, that is not <laughs> a real thing. Forms. Statistically irrelevant, actually, even at this point. <laughs> um, someone obviously wanted to sell him, uh, which is whatever. So we're. I think, it, I think it's a loan. It's a loan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Who wants even, to loan him? Even, even greater. Um, very, and a, a very poor financial decision. Look, Chelsea wow. were at their best when Reese and Chili B were flying down the flanks, uh, mm-hmm. scoring goals, providing assists, just overwhelming teams. The second Chilwell went down with his ACL, um, Reese picked up a knock. It all kind of fell apart in the middle of the season, and you can really understand why when, when we go back. So, again, Chili B, absolutely necessary to the success of the team, Nick. Um it's really a formality at this point. It's I think he's back sooner than expected, which means he's busting his ass in rehab, which is great to see. And he'll not be having a vacation this summer. He will be at Cobham training in preparation to get his fitness levels up. Yeah, unlike some of our other uh, knee injury people, he's actually working to get back to full fitness. <clears throat> no one's paying me to stay um, home in rehab. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. He's fucking great. He needs to be playing in this team more consistently. Better I than expected, to, I think, right? Yeah, I, I just hope he's able to uh, get onboarded back into the team in a way that makes sense, right? What you don't want to do is, like, wrap him in cotton wool and just leave him on the shelf until his knee's a 1,000% ready, and you don't want to rush him in and play a whole bunch of minutes and get hurt again. So I think this is going to be the interesting part of of the wingbacks is who is his complement? Because that complement is probably going to play a fair few minutes at the beginning of the season, hopefully in anticipation, Ollie, that he gets healthy at the end. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is one of my blanks. Um, anyone, anyone who's talked to me for any length of time knows that I would go after a player like Borna Sosa as someone who I think like has all the weapons required for the attacking side of that role. Um, I don't think we want to chuck Ben in to play hundred percent of minutes like early, early in the season, even if he gets through preseason really well. Um, obviously he's going to be the the number one, but we do need good backup there. It's, it's too demanding of a role. I mean, exactly. those wingback roles are so demanding. They are, you have to be peak fitness to do all of that running mm. to score goals to make assists yep. to and track defend. back yeah you don't and you don't have rudiger back there to save your ass either so you're this is going to be a really crucial season for this position absolutely all right el capitan cesar apilicueta polarizing is i think is a fair way to say it dan not do chelsea fans support him or not it's we're having the same conversation in the last three seasons do we keep him? He's another year older. What do we get out of it? Um, and it is almost a 50-50 split between keep and sell from the people. Well, and yeah, I, I think this is also a recognition of his service type of move. You know, he has given Chelsea and Chelsea supporters a lot of phenomenal memories. He's been involved in some of the best nights in many of our lives uh, on this show and then people who are listening. Um, So with 53% of people saying sell and 47% of people saying keep, I I don't necessarily know if there's a wrong answer there. I actually think, so I'm saying it's a captain's choice, which is not really a, uh, doesn't fit into our KSL type of acronym very well, 
But the golden handshake. You know, he's saying, or he wants to go, and that is kind of the the leading theory. Then I would say sell because if he wants to go, if he wants to be back in Spain, if he wants that opportunity, um, you know, please get a couple million out of the broke Barcelona for it at least. Uh, that would be really appreciated. Uh, Comes on a napkin, you know, says I owe you. Look, after tapping up our players, we, we need to kind of force some type of issue uh, here and get some money off of them. Um, that, Straight that's swap for Pedri. Let's go. There you go. Cool. Done. Hey, Easy deal. Hey, the cl- Nick Verlaine, we just need to negotiator. We just need to write in our Europa League clause for Barcelona. Maybe not a Champions League one. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, three goals, three assists last year. Not bad. Uh, played a ton of minutes, especially with Reese out. Everyone knows that I love him. Uh, mine is mine is really keep if he wants, sell if he wants. Uh, he's earned it. Um, if the new ownership group is thinking about building stat- more statues outside of Stanford Bridge uh, for some of our better all-time players, uh, I would consider eventually putting him up there in 20 years because I think he's done that much for Chelsea Football Club. But uh, if he wants a new challenge, uh, I will bid a tearful adieu. All right, one Marcos Alonso, uh, person who is really built for the left wing back role. Um, we always say sell Ali every single year, and then he comes back and has a big role, scores some big goals, obviously against Tottenham. Um, but I think, are we finally there? I mean, the listeners had 95% sell, 5% keep. It's one of those things where it's like, if he's around, eh, okay. But you're mm. definitely not building around him. It's it's almost like, oh shit, here go Marcos is in. Let's hope it goes well. <laughs> like yeah. to, it's a little unfair of him, but it's just the situation. Yeah, I mean, it, we've been there before. Um, but I think this year the the need is that much more obvious. I mean, we were saying about Ben, you know, Tuchel's changed mid season to make, you know, to give so much responsibility to that left wing back basically makes him like there's no there's kind of no point in in keeping him around as a backup because we know what Marcos is at this point. Um, he's not going to change as a player, and Barcelona clearly want him, and he has gone on record and said he wants to go back to Spain at the end of his career. So they're going to need another napkin. They're going to need another IOU. They're going to need that, you know, uh, 500 million euro uh, loan from somewhere or the miracle as the board member called it. Um, and they're just going to have to pay the money. You know, 15 million euros would do it. Um, and I'm pretty sure this board would listen if any kind of uh, value around there came in. We're not where we were last year. He's 31, 31 and a half. Uh, and I have to call an FB ref into question a little bit, Nick, because they said he's only 90% left-footed. He's 110% <laughs> left-footed. I, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Look, at, at the end of the day, it, it's time to go uh, in my mind. But I, I will say of all the uh, strikes strikers of the football at Chelsea Football Club, he is by far the best. And, you know, to me, there will be fond memories of some of his goals at Chelsea. Um, but I think it's time for memories. Probably good. Look, uh, it really, it's really going to stress the, uh, the dove relationship or the, uh, the hair product relationship, because clearly you had the, the baked locks. in individual there. Ugh. I mean, we're, we're going to have to go and uh, redraft best hair in the squad. That's, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's the only thing that's going to be up for debate when he leaves. Bona Sosa. It's okay. Again, again, okay. this is a good time Not here yet. to remind everybody that that we don't hate these players. We're trying to construct a squad and, and build a squad, and this is just a, a part of it um, because I know he's a bit of a lightning rod. Uh, Reese James, keep this really, really short and sweet, Nick. Uh, 100% top to bottom, left to right. 10-year contract. Done. You got you got to stop the Real Madrid tap-up of players. Get him on a very long-term deal and extend one send, of the individuals is a future captain co-captain send them a napkin back with the double guns on there just double birds hop, hop on a zoom call run it <clears> for 10 <throat> seconds flick them off and then leave all right need, need to run that barcelona billion pound buyout clause on the on the contract i think for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right next one up we've got uh academy loan players uh dujon sterling uh, he is essentially right-footed wing back, winger, defender. 
Um, Dan, thoughts and opinions from the from the crowd? Very split. And I think we're going to get that because I don't think a lot of people know uh, a lot about him. Yeah, and that, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you go to a Blackpool on loan, you're not necessarily going to be uh, getting a lot of eyeballs on the matches that you play. But uh, 43% said loan, 42% said keep, and then, again, 16% of people saying sell. Like, uh, you're, you're Dogecoin investors. Those are the Dogecoin investors of this this group. Um I think it's a keep. He's got multiple positional versatility. Again, you can't run this whole squad off of your returning loanees or players that don't want to be here uh, and would like to go someplace else. So, yeah, I I think Ali, you know, Tuchel would like to see him in preseason. And I I think there's every possibility in the world with, again, five substitutes for him to stay. Absolutely. And uh, last preseason, Tuchel was really impressed with him at right center back as well. And that was kind of a a uh, thing that people weren't really looking out for, but he's proven that he has that positional versatility. We know that Tuchel wants backup for Reese James. So the only proviso I'd have with this, it would be an easy keep for me, just uh, due to the utility and the physicality offers that other options don't. Even if a Kunde comes in, um, I would still keep him. It's whether we actually go after a specific right wing back that then I would say send him on loan because it wouldn't be fair. If we don't, I, I think it's a no-brainer to keep, honestly. All right. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, we're going to be doing the the youth version of this with Phil, and I'm sure he's going to be pushing uh, very understandably uh, for him. But, um, you know, it it's I think this kind of goes back to the ethos, and Tweeds has talked about a lot. Like, you just kind of mentioned, like, do we buy a 30, 40 million squad player, or do you just invest heavily in the starter and then have a young player kind of in behind to fill in. I think that's where a lot of these conversations are going to come in. Uh, Emerson, Emerson Palmieri, uh, January target for Chelsea uh, last year. 252 responses again, right? 72% want to keep him. Uh, 28% want to sell and a few want to loan. And I think Emerson Palmieri is a full-fledged professional. I think if you're being honest, you're either keeping him or you're selling him. You loaned him last year out of necessity, uh, ended up needing him. So I think that's why more people right now, Nick, are like, ah, keep him. We need him. See, see, we needed him last year. Uh, if Marcus Alonso goes out like most people expect, uh, then you essentially kind of have two pros fighting for that position. Yeah, I understand why people want to keep him. I, I'm kind of in the position with him. Like I needed him in January. I I think you can plan for his departure right now. And if Leon or, or anyone else want to pay up, then sell him and promote uh, someone like our next player. But um, I, I understand why people want to keep him. I just personally think that we're in a, a different position now. And he had a successful loan. Like Leon did not want to lose him. <laughs> so hopefully they come back in and have a decent fee for him. And we can just kind of move on from that experiment. I like him as a player, though. I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing if we kept him, but just well, I mean, yeah, purpose. that was my viewpoint. Is that you're you're you are losing a lot of senior players, which is good with some of the ones that you're losing. Not so good with some of the others that you're losing. And I think Tuchel is going to want some balance there. I also think it doesn't necessarily put like a Chilwell at risk in terms of losing position. Um, I mean, so, you know, you do like to have competition. It's probably not the competition that you want on the left hand side, but at least, you know, it's a serviceable backup for, you know, maybe some of the group stage matches or early FA Cup, League Cup opportunity, just to make sure that Chilwell gets rest and opportunity. Uh, I do think, again, you you could sell him. I just don't know if anybody's going to want to pay the requisite fee this summer so that's that's why i said keep because you're you, we have an exodus right now like there there's an exodus happening and some of it's really healthy um but it's still you know you're still burning down the fire right like it's gonna rebloom in, in in a beautiful way but there is gonna be a little bit of hurt all right well uh as hinted ian Matson is next up um overwhelmingly the the people want to loan him uh, he spent last season in the championship with Coventry City. Actually played a ton of minutes, over 3,000 minutes just in the league alone. Uh, pacey, left-sided player, uh, as Phil would say, came to essentially play left back to left winger. Um, you know, has that versatility. Probably a little bit of, um, 
similarities or remorse. Uh, what was his name that went to Brighton again? Oh, I can picture him. Lamptey. Lamptey, Tarek Lamptey. Probably, if we're being honest, uh, that that how that went down is probably very similar to here with Ian. Um, but very split. Even us, we're 50-50. You know, Nick and I want to keep. Uh, Dan and, and Ollie went alone. Uh, the people said 71% want to loan him, 22% want to keep him, and a few want to sell him. Again, I don't really think there's a lot of sell value there. Um, so, Ollie, I'll, I'll let you go in with the uh, the idea behind the loan. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'd, I'd caveat it with saying if we don't have backup for, for Ben, say we do sell Emerson, uh, and Alonso's gone, I, you know, Ian is definitely someone who I can envisage stepping up. I just know he has so much interest from around Europe. You're talking about people like Borussia Dortmund who want him right now uh, to like to be an instant starter for them. So this is that's the sort of caliber of player you're talking about here. So in terms of his trajectory for his career, I think if we sign someone in, he's got to go online. He has to go online. Um, if we don't, then I can see him getting serious minutes here because he has that versatility, you know, as you were saying with Phil, he can even play CDM. He's done that with Holland, uh, all three youth level at Chelsea, all three youth level. He was player of the year at Coventry, like fan voted player of the year. So, you know, you're talking about another player who's, again, we make serious talent at this club. So these aren't just like your ordinary youths. <laughs> that's, that's why I want to keep him. I, like, I, I'm far more excited about him than I am Emerson coming back. And, you know, three goals, one assist, not bad. Um, you know, Coventry didn't exactly play the best style of football in the world. But the fact that he is versatile, the fact that he can play left back, right, if you do go to a four and you don't have to potentially put Malang Sar there or, you know, anything like that, I think this is a – this is the time for him. If it's not now, it won't ever happen. And, uh, you know, I'm let's get the 15 million, 10 million for Emerson. Let's plug in an Ian Motson and let's focus on other areas that we need young dynamic talent for um, in the market. You know, this is a guy if, if he's good enough to start for Borussia Dortmund, he's far. He's probably too good to be our backup, but that's okay. The best teams of the world have really good backups. And again, lots of minutes at the beginning of the season are going to be available. So absolutely, uh, that is perfect. Um, all right, last but certainly not least, a bit of a, a cult hero. No, never mind. I'm just uh, <laughs> Kennedy, wow. right? Wow. Look, there's that's a, there not was, what Chelsea could do for you, but what you could do for and Chelsea. A lot of people were excited that he came back, and it didn't really pan <laughs> out. So Shane, sorry for your loss, uh, but we are as as a crew it's not here. Dying. Uh, wow, loss, Just, emotional loss. Look, if you guys saw Shane in Discord, <laughs> it was an emotional time for him. Uh, sell, sell, True. sell, sell, all yeah. the way down. Eighty six percent want to sell Kennedy uh, from the listeners. A few percent want to keep him, 8% want to loan him, which again, why torture the guy again? Uh, he's been in the squad and around for far too long. It's just, it's it's kind of run its course at this point. You might as well sell him before you lose him is probably like the, 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 the smart part about it. Yep. When is he, well, I want to see when his contract's up. It's got to be, it's got to be coming up. God, you'd hope so. I mean, this is, we we can't have another Lucas Piazon. I mean, like eighty five loans, never knew what he was doing. Five billion loans later, he's got one and, year left next summer. So this is literally yeah. like the time to move him before he's out on a free. Yep. Um, okay. And, and that, that was man, the that, that kind of that, that rounds out defense. That, that was the extensive conversation on Kennedy. You're welcome. My <laughs> gosh. Uh, Ollie, anything you want to put in there? I mean, attacking, left-footed as all hell. Like, I think, uh, like, you could see why Chelsea went for it. And, like, in your mind, we can always convince ourselves why it would be a good fit and why it'd work. And maybe he's a left-winger instead. But, like, it just didn't ever happen. Wait, can we talk about how surreal him coming back in January was? And then just <laughs> we all not said, playing a single ooh. minute until the last game of the season. And then probably like doing an okay job for the first 20 minutes of that game. 
and then just showing fundamentally that he had no fitness whatsoever to last 90 minutes. (laughs) 58 minutes played in the Premier League this season. Uh, My favorite part of the Kennedy experiment this year was uh, Tuchel having to give the uh, customary interview about him and saying, I don't know, man. I think he's a real player. <laughs> and then it's like, no matter how tired Absolutely. Marcus Alonso was, <laughs> Marcus Alonso could have, you know, had 0% in the gas tank and he was never going to play over Marcus Alonso in the whole history of the world. So, yeah, that just didn't go so, very well. Something that keeps alone is about preventing Thomas Ducal from getting in his own way. Yep. Let's, just, let's just be frank about that. Look, and we're doing it. That's what we're here for. Doing, doing everyone a damn service. Got to help Tommy T out. That's all we're doing. Yeah. Well, right on schedule. We're at the the summary phase here. Uh, kind of, we can wrap up and go through who we decided to to keep. And if we have a couple slots open, remember we're gonna go with five. How we want to do that. Um, so Dan, I guess uh, how I guess where did you end up? So I uh, I did not add anybody new from a goalkeeper like we're not i'm not using an open slot on a goalkeeper that's just not happening here uh mendy baxter bettinelli get your goalkeeper situation locked and loaded chalaba silva Cowell, ampadu as the kind of center backs that you keep on so you're gonna need to buy one maybe two um and then chill james sterling and emerson uh so i think you add two defenders to round out that grouping but i feel good about uh where we're heading next season with that group Okay, uh, understand. Uh, you didn't have to sling so much shade at the goalkeepers, but Nick, what about you? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take a different approach. I, I want Nathan Baxter to get a full season. I think that's the best thing for the player. Um, and you know, I I don't know who, I don't know if you bring in a Slonina or if that or if you promote again from within. You know, maybe there's another goalkeeper that you you bring up to to fill the third spot. You know, I think. There's some play around there, so I don't know if I necessarily am going to buy a backup or not yet there, but I think there's an open spot. Well, I found one on a free. Uh, I mean, Fraser Forster just went to yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, like someone like that, maybe. Yeah, there, there's something out there. But uh, Tiago Silva, Trev, Colwell, Chile, Reese, Sterling, and Motson are my defenders. I think we need to buy two center backs um, to kind of fill, if we're going to stay in the three anyway. Uh, if we go to a two, that math obviously changes. Uh, but yeah, I, I would have Mots and, and Sterling in my team for sure. All right. Um, I went with, uh, same thing, Mendy Bettinelli, leave one open. I don't think it's going to be like a, a big signing, but it, it'll be a functional signing for sure. Uh, defenders, obviously, uh, I, I tried to reduce our defender squad. I think, you know, sometimes we just had too many, which I know sounds weird last year. I just, last year was such a, uh, an anomaly. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. So Silva, Shalaba, um, you know, kind of is your, your starting to, um, Chilwell, Reese, Sterling, Motson are kind of your four wing backs. And then I think you need to buy two center backs, you know, a, definitely a left footed one. Um, you know, if Kunde is, is inevitable, I mean, he gives you some, some flexibility to go up and back Kimpembe is left footed, you know, whatever it is, but we definitely probably need two strong center backs to come in, uh, to really lock that up. So, uh, Ollie. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I would just quickly make a note that there was this debate if you're going to put Reese James at right center back or right wing back. He is a right wing back and he needs to play as close to goal as humanly possible. I absolutely am not having go buy a center back, put him at right wing back, have him fly up the field, have him create chaos and goal opportunities in the opponent's final third. You're you're missing the best part of him if you put him at right center back, even though he's physically capable of doing the job. I mean, honestly, you should put, end of my put him at DM before right right or right center back. Agreed with that. Yeah, agreed with that. All right, Ollie, over to you, sir. Yeah, um, kind of, kind of similar on on Baxter. I I think if he comes back in, he has to get serious minutes. So whether that's the cup keeper or in rotation with Edu, Bettinelli just stays around. Um, and then I had Silver. Uh, Trev, Levi, and then um, Ethan, if we don't sign uh, a midfielder or several more centre-backs. <laughs> um, and then obviously Ben and Reese, And then I keep dudes around for versatility. My freeze, my free spots that I'm occupying here are the two centre-backs and a left wing-back if Ian Martson leaves on loan. 
So that would be three of my five spots gone already. So that's a kind of bold opening for me. Uh, Nick and Brandon also using three spots as well. So uh, I would I would almost argue can, that. Can we talk about the goalkeeper, though? Like, I was about to say I, I that. Know, Is man. that really a signing? Uh, I, want, I want to change the rules now no. that it's not working in my favor. No, I just like you're not taking into account the the well-being of the player and their career advancement. You're wow. just sticking them in. That's wow. Like, that's that's, that's, a, backs that's a your player. Just for convenience. Yeah. Goalkeepers yeah. wow. are people too, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Clearly, <laughs> you know why I treat Brandon Busby this way. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, mm. yeah. Like, I'll, if we get to the end, I think we're going to go back and have a thing done. I, I, sure. I'm just otherwise, you know, trying to add some framing to it. You're like, hey, can we add something new this year? Can we spice it up Dan, a little bit? Oh, no, I don't, like what, I don't like what you no, did. Dan, fuck your rules. I'm just going to play with two keepers. Boom! In your face. Bam. Wow. I'm out. Okay. I mean, you could bring Teddy Sherman low and, and some of the academy keepers up for depth and things like that if you needed. Um, I just, yeah. I, a- anyways, I, I still have a path to, to where I want to get, uh, which means we have two more parts coming, listeners. That's right. So I uh, hope you enjoyed part one. Uh, get in the Discord. Tweet at us. Let us know thoughts and feelings, preferably more thoughts and feelings, but we get it all. So uh, next up is going to be uh, the the midfield crew. So uh, definitely a big focus, I think, for everyone uh, headed into next season. So part one of the books, make sure to subscribe so you get part two and three coming at you next time. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.